You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. This is stuck. Everyone gets stuck sometimes when you have a problem at work and then you just don't know what to do. And we are here to help. I'm Damian Bazadonna from Situation. And I'm Rochelle Pereira from Equilibrium. And when it comes to workplace problems, I'm usually by the book. And I'm typically more from the gut. My background is in consulting. And I spent the last 17 years building a marketing company. And together, we want to help you get unstuck. Each season is dedicated to a specific industry. And we're starting with the one that's right on our front doorstep, Broadway. So we asked the Broadway community to send us interesting and challenging workplace dilemmas. And because this is a relatively small and vocal community where everyone knows everyone, our amazing producers, Katie and Peter, have heard their stories and will ask the questions on their behalf. And once we hear the question, we only have five minutes to think about it before we weigh in and try to find a solution. These are not researched or edited responses, but rather instinctual answers built from our experience. Let's do this. I had a really interesting conversation with Eileen, and she's in the entertainment industry. She's a director of marketing, and she's stuck trying to figure out her next steps, whether she needs to go get an advanced degree, if she needs to do some kind of higher-level education uh, to help her in her role. She's in a field that's constantly growing and changing, and she's worried that that her knowledge and skill set is going to become obsolete. She has a group of really strong millennials that are working for her. And, you know, she feels a little bit behind on technology and social media. So she's thinking about if it's going to limit her career options, if she's only really capable of being a supervisor, and what should she do? And she wanted to ask that question to the two of you before she invests in next steps. Is she happy at her job? Yes. So her genuine concern is that she's a little bit worried that she's falling behind. Her, her, her skill set strength is falling behind. And she's just trying to be mindful that she doesn't get left behind as the world sort of changes. And her job, limit, her job options in the future could be a little bit more limiting if she doesn't keep up. Exactly. And does her employer, what is her, her employer doesn't help on this? I mean, I guess I'm trying to go with the professional development question, I guess. She's not getting any pressure from anyone else. This is something that's coming internally from her as she's projecting out and thinking about what does the landscape look like five years from now? Gotcha. And she doesn't feel comfortable in the digital space? 
You don't know. She, I mean, specifically we were talking in social media and and just being really up to date and all those current trends and having a, a better understanding. Hmm. Okay. This is like a little, little vague. No, I get it. I get you it. Get As someone who works in a space, the, the skill set changes out every year or two. Right. And she's probably in an environment where she's being asked to oversee people who are having advanced skill sets. We're probably by, bypassing her, bypassing her skill set, right? Because they're either younger and maybe more savvy to it, whatever that is. Right. And for her, it's like, I got to keep up with this. And she might be in an organization that might not realize that she needs to keep up with it, but it's literally her responsibility. And then one moment in time, it's going to become very evident that she hasn't caught up. Got it. So yeah. she feels the heat. Yeah. She feels it. And I get it. That's a real, real thing. Right. Uh, I feel it every day working in my job. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing and, how you personally Yeah, like how, how can she be a great leader if she doesn't know everything that they know? And then kind of trying to balance like those two pieces I think mm. she's struggling with. That's great. All right. Great. I have a bold opening statement. I'm excited to hear this bold <laughs> opening statement. And I feel like a little embarrassed saying this because because we have higher education clients. So I, this is perhaps putting some of those relationships at risk. But I do not think that she should go back to university to get a master's. I think that higher education is so great for so many things. But I don't think institutions like that for a master's would be nimble enough to be able to provide her what she's looking for. I will just say that. That is pretty loud. bold. Yeah. <laughs> considering you have higher education yeah, clients. Yeah, I know. I it's, love it. It's a little risky. This is like putting yourself <laughs> out there. I appreciate that. <laughs> They're great for lots of other things. So if that's what she shouldn't do, what do you think she should do? I think that there are ways to engage with educational opportunities that aren't necessarily like an MA. You know, so conferences, networks, online courses. And some of those higher institute, you know, higher education institutions might have online courses that they're offering, which might actually be way more nimble to pick up latest trends and stuff like that. But there's also like really great places out there where you can get fairly cheap education like Coursera or Udemy, which are, you know, apps where you can get high quality information that is cheap, easily, you know, digested and more instantly applied. So that's kind of where I'm feeling. But why do you think that she hasn't done it yet? Because I agree with you. And I think that part of the issue is if you're in the marketing field of any senior level position, the market changes fast enough where all of those things are, she knows all those things are at her fingertips. And yet she's calling us to say that she's stuck. Because I agree with you. I go to the same place of there's so many places to become self-taught on so many of these moving targets in the marketing business. And um, so I, I kind of went to, I started in the obvious place, but to say with her employer, to make it very clear that she needs space, resources, or whatever that is to, to, to get professional development. Because it seems like that's, there's a breakdown there because they're either not pressuring her to do it um, or they're just, or they just, this is not part of their culture. They don't support it in any way, shape, or form. And the single biggest thing that I've, I've seen as an employer is that people struggle with professional development unless there's time being met. And usually, like really good employees, if you're in a, a, full t- a full-time job role, you spend a lot of your time doing your work. So it's hard just to shut off and say, I'm going to go do this for the day because they, don't have the, they literally don't have the time to do it for whatever reason. So I... I, I, I call bullshit on that. Well... Why? I because 
If you want to learn something, you find time to learn it. But that's my point. I agree. That's why I started off the question. That's I agree with you. So what's the headwind that's in the way? And I, I guess think part the part of it that is I didn't time. like was like I that I don't have time, and that's the part that I don't think is true. Yeah. I, if she has time to do an MA, she's got time to do an online course. It may not be her. She might not be motivated to do it, or yeah. like knows that it exists. But it's not about time. Yeah. Well, I well I agree with you. For the I sort of agree with you, but as an employer, <laughs> I'm just bullying you. No, you I sort of. No, no, I sort of agree. I know I sort of agree, but I sort of don't. Because again, I've been in enough positions where I think people come. I've met with obviously the employees in our company over the years. People get very stressed on like they they're trying to succeed at their job, and there's a lot of emotional bandwidth that goes with that. And so then the idea of going above and beyond uh, for a professional development isn't as easy as it seems. And a lot of times they go, well, make it a priority. And I've actually seen it for people that when I help them make it a priority, it's like, it's game changing, where all of a sudden it becomes a priority. So I can see her maybe being in an environment where that's just not, she doesn't have a comfortable Mm -hmm. space with her leadership team to say, hey, I need help, I need uh, space here to do this. So that's like one thing. The other thing I would just add is that um, there's something that um, is just natural to someone's growth in their career where they're not going to know the skills that the she's not going to be able to keep up with the skill set of that she maybe used to be able to keep up with, right? So for example, there's probably a lot of people on her team or who have higher skill sets on those specific tactics than she did. And, and that might be escalating. And she might just be very uncomfortable with that. A lot of people, I'm uncomfortable with that. I run a company where I used to do everything and now I know nothing. I feel like the entire company knows more than I do about what I actually do, which is a sort of a, a mind-blowing feeling over time. But you begin to understand where your skill set is required. She could be in a position where she's comfortable being a marketing director and being good at the trade of marketing, but not very comfortable in a leadership position in which your job really is more about the leadership of marketing professionals rather than marketing in a weird way. Yeah. So there's something that there's an uneasiness that I know happens to a lot of people on the learning curve, the changing learning curve of marketing particularly in like right now in this moment in time, that's exhausting and scary. Um, and they, I think, so I, inter- I guess I can understand the pressure where she's feeling, but I agree with you completely. Like going to get a master's, to, like, you know, going to higher ed is oh a, a dangerous, expensive route that I don't think gets you yeah. anywhere. Particularly she's in the entertainment. If you're in the entertainment business, yeah. it's not really a field that really values that. It values often more often instinct, insight, hard work, and things like that, more so than uh, the degree you carry um, and or even the skill sets that come from that, which I think is sort of not the, that's one of the bad things about the entertainment industry. It's not grounded in strategy, um, but. Yeah. We we do a fair amount in, in music. And I remember being with some music, some very senior music executives, and they were also talking about how do they stay on top of um, not only like what's hot in terms of music, but also what are the different kinds of platforms that people are using to listen to music and how do they get involved with that. And it, what I found most interesting was that almost all of them said, I'm paying attention to what my eight-year-old does on their phones. Mm-hmm. And you know, and when they're looking at that, they're like, ah, that's the technology we need to get into. Now, they don't know how to make that platform. They don't know, they don't know the technical aspects of it, but they can – they have the awareness to think where are other people engaging with this medium and they have the ability to not only have the awareness but to bring it back to the business of how do we translate that, whatever they're doing, into what we do. So I think it's developing, if anything, her awareness, her strategic skill set, 
like going to conferences where they're talking about trends, but she doesn't need to be the technical expert. Yeah, no, it's true. I, I think you're right. I, I like in that, into the same lens of that. I, it's also like know what you need to know. And I think that's hard. It's also hard for people, particularly in marketing positions, actually any senior position, when you don't know the answer to something, you feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I, my advice would be get very comfortable with it because it's changing fast. Uh, and especially, again, depends on the type of organization you're at. Let's say that's your role where you're expected to know the answer to these to everything. You know, companies that are not savvy, particularly in the digital side, mm-hmm. companies that are not savvy, they believe in like a catch-all for that type of stuff. And meanwhile, there's no, there's so many answers to so many questions that are changing that the idea of, um, I'll get back to you on that, doesn't instill confidence. But <laughs> the unfortunate reality is that's what the marketing field is at this point. It changes so fast. And your skill set is often is is often defined more on your ability to find the answer than to know the answer. Yeah, it's a very different way of looking at. It. Most people are not comfortable in that. That comes with a whole level of confidence to be able to tell someone, "I don't know." People don't like to say that. But it goes back to the the first part of our conversation, which was around curiosity and being self motivated. And you you just said like, why if she knows that perhaps these other like online platforms are there or conferences, like why isn't she doing it? I think that it's in that same vein around if you want to nerd out on something, just nerd out on it. Don't wait for somebody else to tell you to do it or for it to be in your professional development plan or for your boss to even give you a budget. Just go out there and get nerdy about it because that's the way that she's going to stay as relevant as she possibly can be. And I would also say get a younger mentor. Like not an older one, not somebody who you want to be one day, somebody who is doing your job, but it's 10 years younger than you. Like you need to have that person be your mentor to, to also give you the heads up on what are the things that are out there that she should also be using. Yeah. You know, actually, I have a really good friend who I've known for a long time. I'm going to give him a shout out, Matt, Matt Sandoval. And he one of the things that he's vowed to himself is any new platform, he will sign up and do it. He's like, that's the only way that I'm going to stay on top of technology. So like every single new thing that comes in, he has like a username and password for. Because he's just he's just naturally curious. And he's like, it's uncomfortable, but I got to do it. I love that. I about think that him. is a great way of living. Totally, oh, no, right? I admire that greatly. It's like a good mantra. Yeah. Just get a user name and password. Yeah. <laughs> it's a takeaway. Yeah. All right. So in summary, what are we telling? I think pers- I think one thing she needs to do is try and get space created by her employer, personally. Yes. I, th- I, I would say, like, this is an issue and see if you can create space. Because I think you can create space within the workplace environment. You actually will have a better chance of kind of unlocking that idea of professional development. That's the first thing. I do not believe she's done that because it seems like she's not getting pressure to do it. She feels this pressure. So then all of a sudden, make it a shared pressure. Go tell your, your boss that this is something you're thinking about. I think mm-hmm. she's, that's, an, I think, an easy one. For sure. Two, look widely at all the different ways that she can get this knowledge. Uh, and don't write a check just yet for, yes. <laughs> for higher education. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't go to, yeah. Yeah, yes. don't do that. Yeah. Um, Anything else? Find an eight-year-old. Find an eight-year-old. Yeah, ask an eight-year-old. That, totally. Yeah, find younger people, see what they're doing, bring it back to your business. Yeah. Cool. cool. Stuck is created by Equilibrium and Situation. It's produced by the fantastic Katie Byrne and Peter Yajicic. Special thank you to Stephanie Connors for always keeping us on track and Mirror Tone Studios for the kind hospitality. In case you're wondering, our theme music is Rockstar by Owen Mulcahy. We'll see you next week.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.